Hey guys, thanks for tuning in for our Terrifying Tales Thursdays with the girls from Two Ear Moms, Amanda and Carissa. Welcome back, our weirdlings. We hope that you enjoyed our Christmas after Christmas special. <laughs> it's after Christmas special. I know, but I just, I, for some reason, I want to say Christmas after Christmas. Okay. Because it's like their special gift after Christmas, so it's their Christmas after Christmas. So we hope that you enjoyed your Christmas gift. From Two Weird Moms to you. Two Weird Moms style. Happy fucking New Year. Happy New Year's, guys. I hope that every weirdling out there had a grand old time. Roaring in the 20s. <laughs> 2020. What? We, we hang out for a little bit. Yes, we did. Had some fireworks for the kidly, um, the kidlins. Mm, yeah, that's the name for him. But I didn't make it very long. Like, you guys left early and then I was out. I made it, but barely. I was in my bed and I heard all of like the fireworks going crazy. And mm-hmm. I, I had just gotten out the shower and I was like, mm, I think it's 12. I look at my phone. It was like 1201 or something. I was like, ah, I sleep was, it is. <laughs> I was laying down and my partner in crime was in the living room. Mm-hmm. He was watching the ball drop. I did not see the ball drop either. My kids weren't into it. They were just playing their video games. They didn't want to be bothered. So it's just like, I don't want to be bothered. And I, and I worked that day. So yeah, I was, I worked that day. It's, no. it's not fun. No, you didn't. No, I didn't. I worked the day before. Mom, no. You did work. I did work. We just wanted to, you know, wish you a merry new year. Yes. Happy new years. I hope that 2020 is your year. And if it isn't, then fuck it. When all else fails, you just say fuck it. It's what I do. Be fuck, fuck, fuckity fuck. <laughs> and then I feel better. And we hope you all are feeling better from your raging party. <laughs> Whoa, okay. Or that. <laughs> So, Carissa, what are we going to be talking about this terrifying tales Thursday? We are going to be talking about the Rosewood Massacre. Huh. Rosewood was a small town down the road from the Gulf of Mexico. Rosewood was established in 1855 and is in Levy County, Florida. The name Rosewood is said to have came from the beautiful cedar trees that filled the area. Because of those trees being used for pencils at a nearby Cedar Key factory, the Florida Railway would build a little stop in Rosewood, which this would also be used to transport many other goods like cotton, vegetables, citrus, and among other things. Mm-hmm. By the 1900s, Rosewood would grow and become a cute little town that was thriving. Really? Mm-hmm. And the residents were living decent lives. One may think, what's so different about Rosewood? Well, unfortunately, we're talking 1900s, so people I still to this day can't accept people for who they are or are scared of people because they are different than them. That's and true. instead of getting to know someone, they want to hurt that person. Just because, in my opinion, they're scared and jealous. So, Rosewood's population was mostly African-Americans. It was one of the country's 
most thriving town. That was African-American? With, yeah, with the population being mostly African-American. And back then in rural Florida in the 1900s with the KKK literally committing vicious and heinous crimes against African-Americans for just literally being who they are. And at the time frame of and also African-Americans being recently freed right. from slavery. So that tense. And I'm sure they weren't happy that they were thriving. Yeah, that definitely yeah. didn't sit well. I'm sure it didn't. So you can gather how they felt about this cute little town that was mostly African-Americans. And it was thriving. It was a cute little town that they were building. I mean, it was probably a town I would want to live in. Mm-hmm. I like small towns. By 1890, the cedar had been mostly used up. So the Caucasian families had to move to Sumner County near the new Cummer and Sons Sawmill for jobs. Sumner County is about three miles from Rosewood. On January 1st, 1923, after dancing and, you know, celebrating their life achievements at this moment. They have a cute little town that they live in. Groving. Groving. They're growing as a community. And, you know, sky's the limit. So they have a grand old time. Sorry for that. That was my dog. (laughs) Between him and the kids today, I swear ya. Rosewood's residents would go back to their normal routines of their daily lives, a.k.a. minding their own damn business. Nearby in Sumner County, Mrs. Fanny Taylor enters the story. Fanny, huh? Fanny Hanny. Yep. Fanny. It's a funny name. Yeah, it is. I thought so, too. Fanny was... A married Caucasian homemaker, Fanny Taylor would tragically change everyone's lives in Rosewood and its history forever. In the movie Rosewood, it is portrayed that she was a whore, basically, and was sleeping with another man and cheating on her husband, James Taylor. Uh That Mrs. Taylor had gotten upset because her side piece was smashing someone else and they got into a fight and he beat the shit out of her and left. She became enraged, and instead of telling on herself, Fanny would allege that an African-American man had assaulted her. What the... Well, this is in the movie. Okay, so that didn't happen. Like, most of my information is going to be from rosewoodflorida.com, and that is said, the documentation that is on this. Okay. She didn't really say who it was. So give me a minute. We'll get to it. Mrs. Fanny Taylor was not seriously injured from the assault, and she was able to describe what happened even though she had allegedly said she was unconscious for several hours due to the shock of the incident. She did not say what her attacker looked like. Her husband just ran with the black assailant theory, and she didn't disagree, though, from what we know. Oh, so she just let him roll with it. Yeah. Just roll with the punch. The person that has, that owns this website, mm-hmm. um, it's uh, her name is Lizzie okay. Jenkins. She is a niece of one of the ladies that lived in Rosewood. Oh, okay. Her mother's sister. Oh. Who we will discuss more about. They have like a first hand and her mother said that she didn't like the movie Rosewood because of the betrayal of it wasn't accurate. Take it with a grain of salt, I guess. Right, so it's but not it did, all actual facts. Yeah, but some parts did happen that right. they did in there. So, I mean, it's a good movie to watch, but I, like I said, mm-hmm. just don't take what they say. Right. Mm-hmm. And that's with anything really that you watch. True, true. True story. Also, for what we know, no one questioned her really about it. They just assumed everything. So no one questioned her at all about who her assailant was. Correct. And they, no one questioned her to even see if she was being truthful. Like, did it, were the cops called? Well, yeah. There was a sheriff. So they Sheriff just... Ellis Bob Walker. Like, Bob is, I guess, his nickname. So, okay. That's fucked up. Wait. 
Oh, wait. James Taylor, Fanny's husband, worked at Cummer and Sons Sawmill, where mostly the Caucasians worked. Uh-huh. He would spread the word of his wife's assault with his fellow Caucasian co-workers and gather a vicious killing posse equipped with tracking dogs looking for this black assailant. They don't even know anything. Ab- it's just they just got the color. So what are they going to just kill all the black males that they know of? What the, what the mm-hmm. hell was their plan? Oh, just wait. All Sumner County community was enraged that a black man would have the balls to do such a thing. Unfortunately, in the 1900s in Florida, there were many massacres and lynchings of African Americans. Yes, I know Innocently. That. Back then, an African-American man wouldn't dare look, let alone touch a Caucasian woman because he was then good as dead. Oh, yeah, absolutely. They couldn't even be in the same sidewalk. They had to They be had sickening. no rights. No, Even that's though sad. they were free. They were truly not. And they no. still struggle to this day. Well, yeah, because if you think about the things that happened in the past, that it trickles down generation to generation to generation. It's hard to get yourself out of what you've dealt with. True. You are not wrong. You know what I mean? We will tell the story of other horrific massacres of African Americans in Florida and anywhere else that we find out about Mm. because their stories need to be told. Everyone's story needs to be told. Good, bad, ugly. With all of that, that shapes us in life. It does. It makes you who you are. Correct. I agree. 100%. We can't sweep stuff off, you know, under the rug and expect it, you know, we need to learn from our mistakes from our past mm-hmm, in order to grow as a country. As humans. Well, you know what I mean. Like, no, yeah. No. You um, know? Yeah. It's, I, I was know. just saying in general, as yeah. human beings, we can grow yeah. a lot. Absolutely. Like I said before, I'm telling this story of the Rosewood Massacre um, because of Lizzie Jenkins, who was determined to have her family's history among other families in Rosewood be told mm-hmm. truthfully. Okay. Lizzie made it her life duty to tell the tale of the Rosewood Massacre because it, it shouldn't have been silenced from the beginning. But many still lived in fear even after moving and starting a new life. It would forever be in the back of their minds. They feared all Caucasian people, especially Caucasian men. I mean, anyone that's in that situation would have the same fear. Yeah, I'm going to read you a sad story at the end of this from her site about her. I think it was her great great grandma or her grandma. Girl is heart wrenching. Oh my God, I just can't. Yeah. Lizzie is the founder and CEO of the Real Rosewood Foundation. It helps the descendants of. Of Rosewood's residents okay. and also keeps the memories memory of alive. They give out scholarships. Like, oh, wow. It's That's a good, awesome. yeah. They should turn something negative into, into a, a positive. positive. That's a, yes, like, I love it. 60 years passed since the massacre of innocent people and their entire lives destroyed until it would be publicly told when a journalist from St. Petersburg went to Rosewood and put the horrid story in the St. Petersburg Times in 1982. So 60 years, no one knew about this. Oh, my God. God, really? There was very public lynchings that were going on around in Florida around that time oh, that uh, heard world like heard around the world. Mm-hmm. Well, in America. in America, mm-hmm. yeah. it was just crazy that then finally people would hear the awful and horrific destruction of the beautiful town of Rosewood. So after James Taylor, Fanny's husband, finds out from his wife, a full of rage, James Taylor would request help from Levy County. I may say this wrong, Alachua County, where a KKK. KKK. I don't know. Yeah. There's a lot. KKK. Yeah. Parade slash rally was was coming to an end on the courthouse square in Gainesville. They were protesting against justice for black people on that New Year's Eve. Are you kidding me? Nope. 
These people's hearts were so jealous and full of hate that they spent their fucking New Year's Eve protesting that African Americans basically be treated like human beings. What the fuck is and wrong? And get justice. A lot of things. Like, how dare you? <laughs> fuck you, Florida. Like, for having that happen. Ew. So, because of their hateful fucking selves, they sent a telegraph. A fucking telegraph would be sent to Gainesville regarding Mrs. Taylor's accusations, which provoked about 400 to 500 KKK members to gear up and head to Rosewood for the the destruction. 400 members? 400 to 500. Plus the men that he rallied from his job. Oh my God. And also the ones that they rallied from Levy County and Alachua. What the fuck? But you know that those Caucasians they, didn't have nothing better to do. No, they didn't. Than to play fucking God Pretty or some sh- shit. Well, yeah, because they have to They have to feel important. They probably have little dick. Probably right on there. They're jelly. Jelly, jelly. They would look behind the Taylor's home for the now black assailant they said that did these crimes to Mrs. Taylor. And then eventually, they would soon have a name for that assailant, a black man named Jesse Hunter, who had allegedly escaped an inmate gang, uh, road gang, you know, like chain gang. Yeah. They said he escaped that. And they were looking for him. And it had gots to be him. Oh, okay. That's what we do now. We just bing, bing, bing. Oh, that adds up. That makes sense. Let's do this. And they're not even like most of the people that did this were not even like fucking lawmen. They weren't supposed to. It's just crazy. Well, they were white. So back then, do whatever you want. No one asked any question. Even though there was no evidence of an actual escape criminal from a chain gang. So they just. Exactly. The hate-filled community and their other communities Plus the KKK rolled up so deep into this innocent town. Rosewood residents started to flee and this with this going on, many of them, mostly children, would flee into the swampy forest. Oh my god. You know, like Florida woods. Yeah, Ain't no that's, joke. That's like no. fucking Amazon. It's like Jumanji. <laughs> No lie. For real. But that's where they would hide out while this was happening. The killer mob gets to Rosewood for the start of the massacre. The first innocent man that they found was Lizzie Jenkins' uncle, Aaron Carrier. Instantly guilty of the crime, accusing this poor man. And while he was laid asleep in his bed, they forcefully fucking kidnapped, tied him up with rope, and these animals tied him to the back of a fucking car. No. And dragged this poor innocent man to Sumner County. From his home in Rosewood. Oh my god. So that is three miles. Are you fucking kidding me? No, my fucking heart. When I read that, I was like, oh my God. My stomach's already turning. Uh, Yeah, I know. These Ku Klux Chicken Guts clan men. (laughs) (laughs) Sorry, I wanted to fuck up their name on purpose and I came up with that. I don't know if it's funny or not, but I thought it was clever. It is clever. Thanks, boo. But they cussed and hollered the whole way to Sumner while this poor innocent man was being fucking tortured as his body is being dragged three miles. These fucktards were celebrating kidnapping this man from his bed in his home and being dragged by a fucking car it had to be so terrifying and unbelievably painful like i couldn't imagine i just feel like you guys are a bunch of little bitches yeah they are once they arrived to sumner they cut him loose of the car and then repeatedly stomped and kicked and spat on him one of the men said while this was going on he's damn near dead let's finish the blank which i refuse to say this off you use your imagination to what they call i already know what they call them sheriff ellis bob walker who is a sheriff that i told you about would then interfere in say no I will finish the blank off Sheriff Ellis Bob Walker being the angel on earth that he was places Aaron in his car drives 55 
miles to Gainesville. Sheriff Bob Walker begged his friend Sheriff P. Ramsey to put Aaron Carrier in his jail and not to tell a soul that he was being held there. Sheriff Bob Walker sternly instructed Sheriff Ramsey to then get a doctor and nurse Aaron Carrier back to health. So he's a good guy. Okay, good. Sheriff Bob Walker would then floor it back to Rosewood because he knew that the animal pack of Klansmen would be back to Rosewood to continue their hunt on poor, innocent African-American lives. While Sheriff Bob Walker was away, the killer mob returned to Rosewood, this time turning their hate-filled eyes on Sylvester Carrier and Sam Carter. The group of vile human garbage stormed Sylvester's mother, Sarah's home. Sarah was a very well respected and loved mm-hmm. in Rosewood. So she was probably like everyone's grandma. Aww. You know what I mean? Like yeah. how you have like one that's everybody's grandma. Aww. Where they started a shootout and Sylvester shot two deputized men that entered his home. But that's where they got murdered. Sarah, Carrier, oh. Sylvester, Carrier, they all were murdered. And um, also Lexi Carter were at the house as well. It has been documented that the rage killing posse would then again randomly select Sam Carrier. They confronted him where this escaped criminal Jesse Hunter was. Sam then would allegedly admit to helping Hunter escape and when he brought them to the spot where he said he last saw Jesse and parted ways with no evidence of the suspect the infectious mob of vile human garbage would unleash their hatred upon Sam. The innocent man would then be tortured and then lynched on a tree and then riddled with bullets. Oh my god. Mm-hmm. That is disgusting. The horrific murder scene would then be left for him intimidation for all the other African Americans nearby. It's fucked up. So fucked up. I know, my heart. Another Rosewood resident named Mingo Williams was also murdered. James Carrier, who was partially paralyzed because of two past strokes, was interrogated and tortured and forced to dig his own grave for him and his family that was deceased. Are you kidding me? The mental fucking no. torture. What is wrong with people? Yeah, but then he was shot dead and left on top of his deceased family. That's Family's disgusting. bodies. That's... Yeah, it's disgusting. They also would kidnap Lizzie's aunt, Maholda Gussie Brown Carrier. Maholda was the third Rosewood school teacher. Maholda came to Rosewood in 1915 for her teacher position and to start a new life into adulthood. She would go on to marry Aaron Carrier in 1917 and they would start their life together as a married couple. So you gotta realize 17, 18, 19, 20, 21, 22, 23. They've only been married seven years. Seven years and then this happens. Uh, Sad, despicable. right? despicable. That's only a year more than me and James. That's Aww. crazy. It's so sad that people had to deal with this shit. I agree. Fucking bullshit. It's disgusting. Yep. That's even worse as people still deal with it today. True that. True that. It's disgusting that people cannot just grow up and live your life. Well, it's just live and let live. Legit. Seriously. Like, I just, I don't get it. Preach. Everybody has to, I don't know, it's like. Me and everyone's business yeah, and shit. Just mind your fucking business. People True. People make mistakes. You know what I mean? Well, I'm not just saying that. I'm like, in everything. It just seems like everybody has to be, do you know, involved in something instead of. Worry about not. their own. Exactly. Worry about yourself. Worry about yourself. You. Right. The killer mob would then put rope around her neck. And bring her to Sumner County to be interrogated, which is not interrogation. It's basically just torture. She's being interrogated about something that she didn't know anything about. Like, she doesn't know what the fuck's going on with this girl. Right. Just like every single person before her that was kidnapped, tortured, and most of the time murdered. Mm -hmm. They didn't know anything. And if they did say anything incriminating, it was, in my opinion, because it was beaten and tortured out of them. Probably just because they just wanted to be over. Right. Just like we said in the last 
episode. Exactly. They just wanted them to stop. Stop right. the pain, you know? Absolutely. They wanted Maholda to put the blame on her husband, Aaron. And when she refused, she was punished. The killer mob is now not only angry, but now they are annoyed that she won't back down because Maholda was a strong woman. Good for you, girl. Mm-hmm. But eventually, they would rape her. So this mob of people viciously rapes her. And Sheriff Bob Walker returns to find out that the killer mob hasn't stopped their insane mass murder spree and that the complete destruction of Rosewood is happening in front of his eyes. I am sick. I'm sickened. He then learns that Maholda was kidnapped and taken to Sumner County. Full of hate and rage, the killer mob returned for a third day of a human annihilation. They continued their hunt for any African-American life that was in Rosewood. Or anywhere, probably, in that matter. Like, in that sense, like, they probably were just going balls to the walls crazy. I'm speechless. Fucking annihilate a whole town. It's, I'm just speechless. Yeah. Killing four more people, then ransacking these victims' homes, and then setting every home ablaze except John Wright's home and his store. He had a general store. They did this to cover up how many people were actually killed and not reported. So that like, they couldn't report how many people. If everything's like ashes, there's no right, way there's back no, then to... Right. There's no, not, no evidence. Sadly, it was officially documented that two Caucasian Americans and two African Americans were killed. Reportedly through the memory of the many Rosewood survivors who were mostly children at the time of this horrific tragedy and mass murder. They would say that the total of victims Mm -hmm. was close to 150. And most of them were African American. Well, all of them. I think there was like two that had died. But that was because Sylvester stood his ground at his home and was like, nah, fuck this. This is my house. Like, right. you don't have the right to do any of this. Like, I'm a law-abiding citizen. I pay my taxes. I right. deserve the same respect you have. You don't come in my house. And when they did that, he protected himself and good for him. He had the right to. Absolutely. The okay. mob continued to destroy what Rosewood residents worked so hard for. I believe that some of this hatred was also built by jealousy from a Caucasian men, you know, looking at them thriving. And they were struggling themselves. And instead of, you know, trying to better themselves like John Wright did, he opened up a, t- um, a store and mm-hmm. was thriving along with them. Instead of joining, they wanted to destroy and destruct. And they did. Sad. They accomplished. It is so sad. It was said the only thing left standing, like I said, was John Wright's store. And he was one of the Caucasian residents in Rosewood. Mm-hmm. Very few. John was also at, um, also said to have tried his best to have saved as many Rosewood residents as he could from the murderers. Sheriff Ellis Bob Walker would arrange for the train that ran through Rosewood by the Bryce brothers to come and rescue the remaining Rosewood residents from the carnage. On the early morning of January 4th, 1923, the survivors of this terroristic attack against Rosewood quickly boarded the train to get away from this living hell of flames and dead bodies of their family. Just everywhere. Like, it was just a massacre. Massacre. Maholda would be the last passenger of the train. Oh, she lived. She escaped. Oh, good. And got on the train. They were finally able to get away from the horror that they all just experienced. Maholda was brought to her parents' home in Archer, Florida by her uncle, where Teresa, Lizzie Jenkins, that's her mother, she lived with her parents, her grandparents. Okay. So they went. she went back home, which I don't blame her. Uh, nope. Mamas make everything better, so I would have yep. hugged tightly on my mom. 
Among many heroic acts from residents of Rosewood to save lives that day, Sheriff Bob Walker worked 96 hours straight to save the residents of Rosewood from the killer mob of shitty, jealous human garbage. God bless him. Yes. May he rest peacefully. Yes, absolutely. So he is the town's unspoken hero. And I think this is where Teresa, Lizzie's mother, was saying that the town's versions in the movie Rosewood wasn't accurate because in there, you guys, if you watch it, you'll see that the sheriff was not very nicely represented at all. Oh, really? For real. Like he was not a good guy in there. Like he tried to be, but really didn't do much help. So it was kind of just a, see, that's that's a slap slap in the face. Like yeah, so I think that's what like rubs his her. own life. Really, if you think about yes. it, to save these people, and you can't even represent him in the way that he really was. So yeah, I can understand that'd be a slap in a lot of people's face because to them he was a hero. That's what I'm saying. Like I get it. Yeah, that's what she was saying before when I said it's not accurate, but it is. I think in some aspects, but majority of it, it's not. Okay. On February 12, 1923, a special grand jury was assembled to look into the inhumane massacre. 25 Caucasian witnesses and a rumored eight African American witness testified. The jury found that there was no evidence to base the indictments off of. What? Yeah. That's shitty. Wow. It is. I just think it's so insane that like you're going to tell me that murder, like the murder of these people just because they burned this person. Like, are you fucking serious? Are you fucking serious? That's just shitty. It is. like fucking shitty. Another smack in the face. Like, what the f- it's disgusting. The carriers, just like everyone else who survived the Rosewood Massacre, started new lives in other locations. The Rosewood survivors were paralyzed by fear from the tragic, horrific traumas they endured so much that they stayed silent. They did not talk about it. They were terrified that they would basically find them. Right. The carriers for other locations to live and to start a new life, changing their name, you know, you name it, anything to get away from it. They were just paralyzed by that fear. Many of them changed their name, so that would be including Aaron and Maholda Carrier. They would go by Carol mm-hmm. instead of Carrier. They were just, you know, in fear that that mob of killers would come and get them. The haunting of the days-long massacre they all lived through stay with them for all of their days. That's really sad. It is sad. The Carriers would move 15 times because of the trauma that that caused them. That is so fucked up, man. They settled in Tampa, Florida until April 25th, 1948. Maholda couldn't handle living with the trauma anymore. She committed suicide. Oh my God. And it was because of the trauma. Yeah, they, I'm telling you, it's PTSD. Yeah. Especially going untreated and the horrors that she dealt with, not just seeing her loved ones and, and people she knew get brutally murdered, but she was raped and tortured herself. That's sad. Tragically, so sad. It breaks my heart. It really breaks my heart. Oh my God. All of the land of the Rosewood residents Mm -hmm. were confiscated under fraudulent sales. What? So they lost all their land. So not only were they... No, they were just... Like, it was annihilated. That's sad. Even, like, the Caucasian men came in and stole their land. It's disgusting. Thankfully, in 1994, descendants of Rosewood residents would get $2.1 million of reparations. Good. So they got a settlement for... Right, I mean, that's not going to make up from the... But at least they got some type of... They got something. mm -hmm. Acknowledgement that that happened and they were... Absolutely. This was leaded by Arnett Doctor, who actually 
lived in Spring Hill before passing away due to illness in 2015. So he's the one that marched forward to get the reparations. He traveled all over Florida talking about Rosewood as well. And that is all she wrote, folks. Wow, that was a really sad it's very sad it's so sad sad. history is extremely sad we never learn from it though we Mm. keep repeating the same shit over and over and over again true life and it's because a lot of it they do they they sweep under the rug or it's they don't talk about it we just or it's just how things are it's just ignorance Number one, period, point blank, period. Pure ignorance. Yes, ma'am. But I thought that that would be a good terrifying tale because that is terrifying. That is terrifying. It's like they annihilated a whole town of people. Not only that, And families. I mean, and they were terrified. How could someone not live with, because they're living with that, looking over their shoulder. Yeah. Because they got away just in the nick of time type thing. And it's just like, if not, I couldn't imagine. Like that fear, it's just terrifying it is it's sad so senseless because of the skin their skin color it's it's senseless it's just disgusting absolutely i don't that stuff it pisses me off yeah it gets but to me. I hope you guys enjoyed hearing about it. Well, not enjoy, but you get what I'm saying. <laughs> I no, hate I when I say that, but you know, I don't want people to be well, like, oh, I, I mean, enjoy it. No, I'm just saying I hope that you enjoyed a- the tale, like the story of Rosewood. And I feel like you brought the tragedy to light. that happened there. Yeah, I think you brought to light a lot of things that. I mean, even myself, I never knew. And we, you know, we live in Florida. I never knew about the Rosewood massacre. Me neither until you know I started what I mean? looking. So yeah. I feel like br- you bringing to light a lot of the cases and a lot of the stories that weren't told and swept, again, swept under the rug because of ignorance is important. Mm-hmm. And I hope they did enjoy it because I did. It's something that we should know about and we should learn from. Yes. And grow from as people. That's how we're going to make America great again. <laughs> <laughs> America was never great. Yeah, this is proving that America was never great. It was never. Until we learn from our past and grow as people. It will never be learned. Before I forget, I have that story I wanted to tell you about. Okay. That was heart-wrenching. You can find that on the rosewoodflorida.com. There is a lot of information that you can access there. But I'm going to read a history of struggle. This is from Lizzie and her family. Okay. The pain that Lizzie feels for her family has come not just from Rosewood, but also from the stories of hate she has heard from her family. Lizzie's great-grandmother, Julianne Sams, was taken from her parents' home in Parchman, Mississippi. They roped her, tied her behind a wagon, and forced her to walk to Jackson, Mississippi. She was then auctioned off to James M. Parchman and tied to the other slaves so that they would not escape. She was just 13 years old. Oh, my God. The slaves were then forced to march nearly 600 miles to Archer, Florida, roped to a wagon. Oh, no. They were not well fed, and Julianne was whipped daily. Julianne shared the same spirit of her future great-granddaughter, Lizzie. Even while being whipped, Lizzie, great-grandmother, would cuss the man out. Finally, one day, when the hired gunman thought he was being disrespected, he beat her unconscious and left her for dead. The women in the caravan yelled to the hired gunman to pick 
pick her up and put her in the wagon where they nursed her back to life. She finally made it to Archer. Stories like these in Of Rosewood have emboldened Lizzie to carry on the work that she has been doing for 25 years. I remember my father was afraid of white men his whole life, Lizzie said. He worked for a white sharecropper who called him the N-word and other awful names every single day. But one day at age 13, I rose to the occasion and vouched for my dad. I put down home cussing on his boss. Sorry, I tried to be a little Southern with that because I, I put a down home cussing on his boss. You sound, you don't sound See? Southern. I can't. Jersey stand up. I'm not from here. I, oh, I don't yeah, have that. I know. Hey y'all. How hey y'all. y'all doing? How you doing? I'm like, what's popping, son? <laughs> You want to pop off? We can pop off. Pop the trunk on your ass. Oh, dear. Lord Jesus. Sorry to go off the tangent there a little bit. You kind of sounding Southern right there, girl. This is why I cannot be an actress. <laughs> I can't either. But we're going to go back to when Lizzie was cussing out her dad's boss. Lizzie's father cautioned her, but then she said, "You no, you are not any of those things that he co- that he called you. Dad's words of fear to me was, you shouldn't have said that with fear in his voice. The sharecropper never said anything back to me and walked away. I guess there was a method in his madness. Lizzie said that even when they walked into stores, they were told not to look up and to stay behind their parents. They did not want us to see the hate from others, she said. How sad is that? Like, I couldn't imagine growing up like that. I really, I can't. I, hmm, yeah, it's heartbreaking. Lizzie's father bought farmland and created a community park with a playground where Lizzie and her siblings and other black children would play since they were not permitted to play on white playgrounds. He also built a baseball field to keep them off the streets and safe. That's amazing. So it's a little snippet of what, but I just thought that the struggle of her great, great grandmother going through that at 13 years old and being kidnapped from her parents in Mississippi and brought all the way down to Florida. Yeah, it's heartbreaking. It's heartbreaking. It's just sad. I can't, I couldn't imagine, I can't imagine the hate, how people can have so much hate. Right? Like people. When you don't even know, I hate people for a reason. Like, they give me a reason to dislike them. I don't just go out and hate people just because... Their skin color, their religion. Yeah. Like, that's what I don't understand. How can you can have so much hate for a race or a religion? For what? But then still be religious in your own right? Exactly. Like that that's my trips point. me too, yeah. It's that's hypocritical. Yes, and there's a lot of hypocrites out there, folks. Mm-hmm. That was a little short story that I wanted to talk about because I thought it was very important to tell her story because that's just heart-wrenching. I couldn't imagine how her parents felt and, like, you could not do anything. No. No couldn't. one cared. So gross. Sorry. Please check us out on our Facebook, Instagram, and our Twitter, Two Weird Moms, and our website, twoweirdmoms.com, and you can also check us out on most podcasting apps for our episodes weird so wednesdays mysteriously morbid mondays and, and terrifying, terrifying tales thursdays. thursdays also with some pictures and videos of our cases but until next time guys we'll creep yeah later, later. two weird moms out my see ya what i want to be young burp, burp.
Ladies Husband, a two-weird mom's production.